continue talking about the basketball game. Texas historic win last night over Gonzaga, 93-74. The fourth time in school history Texas has beaten the number two team in the AP poll. Texas do- technically does have a win over a number one ranked team when they went to Pauley Pavilion and beat UCLA that 07-08 season. UCLA was number one in the coaches poll. They were number two in the AP poll. So Texas technically hasn't beaten an AP number one ranked team. They have beaten a number one ranked team. But if you're talking about the AP poll, this is not only the fourth win Texas had over a number two ranked team. This is also the largest margin of victory Texas has had against the number two ranked team. Snoop, did you know Texas handed Gonzaga their worst loss in almost a decade. The 2014 NCAA tournament against Arizona was the last time Gonzaga lost a game this bad. We talked about the the guard issues Gonzaga was having. Again, 20 turnovers, Texas 27 points off of turnovers. And again, I just like the way that off live ball turnovers, this team pushes the ball. And the fact that they got so many guys involved on offense, the fact that, yes, they shot the three well, but it's three straight games they've shot over 50% from the floor. Snoop, you again, you saw Dylan DeSue a lot in high school. I did. And I love the fact, like I talked about this after the UTEP game, like he was able to score and score in some different ways, right? Like he can score off the block. He's got good feet. Uh, he can, depending on what the matchup is, he can put the ball on the deck and maybe get by some guys. And then he can stretch the floor, and we saw that last night. He hit a couple of long twos, uh, knocked down a three at a critical point in the second half. So Dylan DeSue was big for Texas last night uh, coming through in his starting role, 12 points. Only grabbed one rebound, and Texas did have a minus four edge on the boards, but they didn't need it as well as they shot the ball. You know, fouls were a problem for the Texas forwards too, but those were competitive fouls, I thought, for the most part, because you're banging down low with Drew Timmy. Uh, DeSue finished with four fouls. Brock Cunningham finished with four fouls. Christian Bishop finished with three. And you get Marcus Carr with three also. But uh, basically, other than Timmy Allen, well, Timmy Allen had three fouls. So basically, your most productive front court players spent the night in foul trouble. Uh, the athleticism of Dylan Mitchell, man. People have yeah. been asked, texting in, talking about, asking about the environment. I've never been at a Texas basketball game where it was as loud as it got when, again, you had that sequence where Marcus Carr hits Dylan, finds Dylan Mitchell on the lob, he dunks it, you get the turnover, and then Rice lobs it to Mitchell, who slams it home. Wild. It was was, It felt like the building was shaking. Everybody was on their feet. Snoop, I saw people standing for most of the game. Yes. Uh, It was, man, it was just, like somebody texted and said earlier, man, Texas now has a legit home court advantage in basketball. And, again, like Craig mentioned this the other day, it sounds like the plans for this season are to keep the upper deck panels closed. But who knows, man, if this season can be one to remember, maybe for big games down the road, you can open up the upper deck and get some seats and fill those seats for a team like Gonzaga or some of your big conference games. I like this. Uh, I love that this texter mentioned this too. Oh, this is one of my old high, uh, middle school coaches, Coach Powell, texting this in. Texas Snoop, only 10 turnovers last night for the Longhorns. And on 34 field goals, you had 17 assists. So basically every other field goal you're getting an assist. Great ball movement. Yeah, the ball movement was good. Uh, they got. I'll tell you what, you know my favorite play Tyrese Hunter made last night? We talk about the, the threes that he hit, and he was outstanding, five for eight from deep. There was a sequence where Bolton comes down and gets a bucket. It's when Gonzaga was trying to chip away, and it seemed like – Every time they would start to get a little something going, either Texas would get a stop or they would hit a shot. 
it was one of those Bolton hit. Bolton get, makes a shot, and Texas pushes the ball. Tyrese Hunter's in transition, and Bol- he he looks like he's going to take a three, and Bolton comes out like he's going to defend him. Shot fake, puts it on the deck, little short corner jumper. Like that's not one that's going to be on the highlight reel, but that's just a calm, heady play uh, to get a bucket for Tyrese. Yeah, Hunter. they uh, they took. Like quality, like organic shots. I know I'm, I'm not like a sports expert. No, they didn't force a ton. Right. They didn't force a ton of shots last night. There were some, like, uh, I remember Chris Beard mentioned after the game, Jabari Rice had a drive where he got a shot blocked that he felt like if he had just jump stopped and pulled up in the lane, he would have gotten two instead of just going all the way to the hole. Uh, but, man, they took good shots last night. The ball movement was crisp. I, again, the poise of Tyrese Hunter, I think just to be – I don't know, Snoop, from where I saw it, I, you were closer than I was last night. He looked like incredibly calm to be in that big of a game. Yeah. And I, you, what you got to remember with Tyrese Hunter, uh, this is a kid that's been through a lot in his life, man. Lost both of his parents uh, when he was younger. Pretty much raised by his by his brothers and sisters by his brother and sisters. Uh, and basketball was kind of a an outlet for him. So he looks at, hey, if you're down, if the other team makes an 8-0 run, he's been through much tougher stuff in his life. Not all that different from Sam Ellinger. I mean, Sam was the same way in terms of how you view football and life. Uh, Tyrese Hunter's got a really good story, and he's he's really good for this team. Again, just his poise, his control of the game. But the ability to push off live ball turnovers, man, again, 50-33 edge Texas has in fast break points through the first three games. They're pushing the ball. They're scoring in multiple ways in the defense last night. Again, Mark Few said after the game in the postgame, man, the ball pressure Texas has it yeah Gonzaga did have some bad passes and some of it was on them he said but a lot of their turnovers had to do with just their inability to handle Texas ball pressure I'll say this about Gonzaga in the big picture and you know Drew Timmy you can look at it 18 points nine rebounds but Chris Beard even said it last night man if you you told me going into the game Drew Timmy was going to have 18 and nine he said I'd take that especially after the guy had 37 at their place last year uh they don't have and and Rasir Bolton's a good player. Uh, you know Hickman's growing into that point guard role. I think Antoine, Anton Watson's a really underrated player, but they don't have that guy. They don't have it. There's not a Chet Holmgren or a Jalen Suggs to run with Drew Timmy. They don't have that other guy that you can go to when the other team is really focused on stopping him. Maybe one of those guys emerges, but I think that and again the maturity of Nolan Hickman to run this thing without just being a turnover machine, that's going to tell the tale for Gonzaga. But, again, I think John in the Bay sent me this. Uh, Gary Parrish at CBS released his updated top 25 and one at CBSSports.com. He's got Texas up to being the number one team in the country right now. You know, it's tough to put this in perspective, Snoop, a win like this, what it means. Uh, And I know people can think about Texas. Can they be a team that can go cut down the nets in April? Maybe. But what I how I view this win – is I look at it from a conference perspective, right? Like now I'm thinking, okay, man, can Texas go win 12 or 13 games in a Big 12 schedule? I think they can. Uh, the thing that I like about the Big 12, man, you're, you're going to be battle-tested by the time that thing is over. I mean, we talk about the competitiveness, competitiveness in the league top to bottom. You're going to get to play Kansas twice. You'll play Baylor twice. You'll play TCU twice. You'll play Oklahoma State twice. You've got some really good teams in the Big 12 this year. So to me, I don't look so much from the national outlook way down the road, but from a conference standpoint, not that you're going to make 13 threes every night and be as clean as they were, but, man, if you get somewhere in the neighborhood of that performance, 
you can beat anybody in this league. And when you're talking about teams like the defending national champion in Kansas, the team that won it all two years ago in Baylor, some really good programs. Kansas State's better under Jerome Tang. At least they look like they've got it together. I think this team, at least you can definitively say this right now, they look like a team that's capable of competing for a Big 12 title. And if you can win a Big 12 title, you put yourself in a position where you're a one or two seed in a tournament and you've got a really good track to go win a national championship. So it starts with the conference. I know it's a win in November. I get that. I know Gonzaga, you can look at them and say, yeah, maybe they're not as good as they've been the last couple of years. But at the end of the day, that's still going to end up being one of the better teams in the country when all is said and done. And, again, that's as good of a win as Texas has had since Shaka's last year, that win at Allen Fieldhouse against Kansas, handing Bill Self his worst loss at home. Uh, that's one of those – the the COVID year. Best Texas has played since then. Where do you have them now? As, uh, top whatever, five? You know – I mean, 93-74 over the number two team. It would be hard for me – to put Texas over North Carolina just knowing North Carolina's roster, uh, I would all, I would probably put Texas behind U of H, too, at this point. Just because I think the U of H backcourt is more proven playing together than this Texas backcourt is. This Texas backcourt is awesome, but I just like Houston's guards, just their experience playing together uh, a little more than Texas at this point. So, you can make an argument Texas is the third, fourth best team in the country right now. You can make that argument. I just, for me, I wouldn't put them ahead of North Carolina or Houston right now. They got Northern Arizona and UTRGV. Yeah, <laughs> Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona is going to be a home game played down in the Valley in Edinburgh. And the next home game is a week from Saturday against UTRGV. That's the Gregory Gym game. The Gregory Gym game this year, you know, Chris Beard said they're going to alternate it some years. Like last year, it'll be for students only. But because it's Thanksgiving week, if you're out in Gen Pop, you can get a ticket to that Gregory Gym game against UTRGV. That was really cool last year for them to play a game at Gregory Gym. Loved the the, the atmosphere. It got loud. Everybody was into it. Uh, I would encourage everybody, man. Thanksgiving weekend on Saturday, you're done Black Friday shopping or. You want to get away from the wife or get away from the husband, take the kids and go to go to go to Greg and, and watch some hoops, man. That'll be a fun time next Saturday. You gonna try to make it oh, you'll be probably doing high school football playoffs stuff. Probably, still. but uh, yeah, we'll see. I hopefully I'm doing a football game this year. Yeah. I'm so, gonna see a lot of Texas basketball this year, man. That was I'm never going to forget what happened last night. Uh I don't think anybody will anytime soon, and I think a lot of people now are intent on following this basketball team. As good as they were last night. This is a team that's still got room to grow. Guys are going to get better and, again, put themselves in a position. They look like a team that can go compete with the best in the Big 12. And like I said, you can, if you can compete with the best in the Big 12, you can compete with the best in the country. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Snoop's Flex 30 segment. You got some volleyball, Snoop? A little bit, a little bit. Some football? Football for sure. A little bit of preps from in and around our Fairburg. And talk a little more Texas football when we come back on Light the Tower on the Horn Live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.